Sin number seven, if I'm really good at what I do, the business will come and I will eventually be more successful. If there's one thing I hope this book has helped you see, it is this. There's a big difference between being good at what you do, your trade, and being good at your business. Most contractors strike out on their own because they have good technical skills, or they inherited the company from their family, or they want to fire their boss. These are all good reasons to start a business, but as you know, they are not nearly enough to create a real lifestyle business. What it does is it creates a never-ending job. This last sin is about letting go of the idea that if you build it, they will come. Yes, it is critical to provide your clients with high quality work. But if you really want the life you say you want, you have to develop your entrepreneurial skills just as much. You've probably heard this before. What got you here will not get you there. Jim Harris is a Canadian researcher who wrote a book entitled The Learning Paradox. In it, he explores the evolution of businesses from small startup companies to very large enterprises. And what he discovers is that a paradox emerges for every organization. And the paradox is this. In order to be successful, you must always be willing to learn new skills and then unlearn them in order to relearn something new. This is very different from the mindset that says, being good at my trade is the only skill I need because the business will come and eventually I will be successful. Harris uses the analogy of a kid playing a video game. On the first level, winning's not difficult. You just have to smash a few buttons in order to beat the game. But by the time you hit level 20, if you were using the same basic moves you did at level one or two, you're going to get slaughtered every time. The same holds true in your contracting business. What works for you today will not necessarily work tomorrow, especially as your business grows and expands. Now here's a great example of this. It's a company called Sears. When they started back in 1886, they were a catalog company. They sold watches, farm equipment, and jewelry from catalogs. Now they're a retailing giant and a major online business. They're making money hand over fist, but do you know what their largest money maker is? It's a credit card company. That's kind of surprising, right? But this is an organization that is willing to learn, unlearn, and then relearn something new. They keep themselves flexible enough to change with the marketplace and they've reaped long-term rewards as a result. And you can learn to do the same. To do this, let's look at the five stages of business growth. Each stage of business requires a different approach because the challenges of a business that has five employees is very different from the business that has 25 employees, and that is very different from the challenges a business with 100 employees faces. This means that each time you grow, you have to ask yourself a new set of questions. Because what got you to where you are today probably will not get you to where you ultimately want to be. There are several stages of business growth and the most successful businesses reach a stage called the power stage. This is where you have the time, the money and the lifestyle you were looking for when you started the business. At this stage, you do not need to go looking for customers. Customers come looking for you. you now think of companies like Apple. Each time they put out a new product, people around the world line in the streets to buy their phones. But the thing is, you don't have to be a giant company like Apple to be at the power stage. Small companies can have a cult following too. Most businesses now do not start out here. There's a big jump from your first weeks in business till you get to the power stage. So let's go through what we call the power model. The five stages that every successful business must go through to get to the power stage and the formulas that will take you from one stage to the next. Stage one for any business is called invisible. 
Now, when you start your business, your business is basically unknown, except for maybe a small group of clients in your target area. And your business at this stage is called invisible. Virtually all new businesses and even some businesses that have been around for years are here. The formula to get out of the invisible stage is to serve first. Show people what you can do for them. At this stage, you simply need to market your guts out and gain as much attention and interest as possible. Now is not the time to worry about being hyper profitable. In fact, you may even need to give your services away at cost or close to it just to attract clients. At this stage, you should be joining networking groups, attending chamber of commerce events, going to professional meetings, and meeting with people who could refer business to you. All your energy should be focused on just getting the ball rolling. Because if you do that, you get rewarded by moving up to the next stage. And the next stage is a stage called chaos. If you manage stage one well, business will start to roll in. You will start to make money, which is fantastic but soon demand will overwhelm the time and resources you have available. That is why this is a stage that is called chaos. Because when you're at the chaos stage, you're so busy that you cannot see straight. All the work that you've drummed up needs to be fulfilled. And now you're chasing your tail trying to get it all done. Many chaos stage business owners feel like they work 24 seven, but this is only the beginning because you spend all your time running around fulfilling jobs. Guess what you do not have time for? generating new leads. That is why the major symptom of chaos stage is the feast or famine cycle. When you're done producing all the work you generated, now you have to hustle again, network, get referrals, take ads out, meet prospects, and close more jobs in order to build your workload back up. The result is that your revenues look like a big seesaw, up one month and down the next, up and down, up and down. Sometimes you wonder why you ever decided to go into business for yourself. Sounds familiar? The truth is that most contracting companies stay in chaos stage forever. But you don't have to be one of them because here's a three-step formula to get out of it. Step one, focus. Many chaos stage contractors take on as many jobs as they can because they're scared they might not get another one. So let's say you're a general contractor that focuses on kitchens and baths. If somebody asks you to build a deck, you will accept the work. Now that's a big mistake because this is a waste of your time and energy and you may even damage your reputation because you may end up doing a poor job. During chaos stage, you need to select a focus of what you do best and then search specifically for those jobs. Number two, spend money to grow your business even if you have to take on debt. This can be difficult for business owners because their brain is screaming, I don't have any money or if I spend money, I don't know where the next check is coming from. At this point, you have to relax. The point is not to spend money all over the place, but to spend money promoting your business and learning solid marketing skills. You see the fundamental difference between businesses that move into the next stage and the businesses that remain trapped in chaos or worse fail altogether is marketing. Now is the time to carefully select where you will advertise and how. Now is the time to target your ideal clients specifically. Now is the time to develop an online marketing system, not just a website. And this system should include a free online offer, a lead capture mechanism, a call to action for people that actually get onto your website, and an automated follow-up process that will promote multiple offers to the clients. Number three is to build systems. Finally, you need to run the business like a business. Build systems so you are not back to square one every time a problem comes up. Start with a marketing system, then add a sales pipeline tracking system. 
then a weekly cash flow tracking system, and then finally administrative processes for all the backend work like invoicing and bookkeeping. Finally, find other people to run the systems so you don't have to do all the work all the time. All right, getting back to the power model, let's talk about stage three, which is stability. If you can get through chaos stage by narrowing your focus, mastering your marketing, and creating solid systems, you will move on to the next stage called stability. At this stage, your revenues still might be up and down from month to month, but revenues and profits are trending in the right direction. And at the end of the month, there is money left over in your bank account. At this stage, the big question you need to ask yourself is why? Why do I have money left over in my bank account now, whereas in the chaos stage, I did not? Why do my clients stay, pay, and refer me? What am I doing well? The stability stage is all about refinement. You have to test and measure what you are doing to figure out what is making you the most money. Then you continue to develop the areas of your business that are really working for you and let go of the rest because this is your real competitive advantage in the marketplace. When you do this, money will start to roll in and you will create a cash machine. This is what allows you to move to the next stage. Stage four in the power model is a stage called abundance. Abundance means that you have an abundance of time, money, and energy. You can finally start living the lifestyle that you always wanted. But be aware, it's not all fun and games. There are traps to be avoided in this abundance stage too. After all, when people have an abundance of money, what do they tend to do? They spend it. And sometimes they spend it recklessly. They stop paying close attention to detail. They get greedy or cocky. They become careless with their cash. I've seen abundance stage businesses spend themselves right back into chaos. So you've got to be wise here. Pay off all your debts. Start to diversify. Begin to add in products and services your clients need, either by offering them yourself or by joining forces with strategic partners who can do all the hard work while you collect a check. Expand into multiple regions. You could even license your business model or franchise your business. Now, when you do this right, your revenue will start to grow exponentially. That's when you arrive at the fifth stage called the power stage. You have now reached the stage of power when you have become the dominant player in your space. You have been able to differentiate yourself from your competitors and are now the go-to business in your industry. In the power stage, your job is to stay connected, especially to the clients who got you here. Do not get too big to deliver quality customer service. When you are in the power stage, you become a leader, not just in your industry, but in the world at large. So let's go into this a little bit. What really makes a leader? As the power model demonstrates, when you get right down to it, running a successful business is really about leadership. And great leaders have two traits in common. Number one, they surround themselves with the best people. And number two, they bring out the best in the people that they are around. Look, it's not up to you to know exactly how to grow your business at every moment. What you need to focus on is developing a high-quality team of advisors that can help you identify and implement the right strategies at the right time. That's called surrounding yourself with the best people. And when success starts coming in, it is time to bring out the best in the people around you. As we've discussed, lots of contractors believe they have to figure it all out themselves. What is worse, some believe that if they do not know it all, they are failing or not displaying good leadership. Nothing could be further from the truth. 
After all, if your definition of leadership means that you have to have all the answers, then it can be really tough to open yourself up to learn new things. Now, doing it all yourself without the right people around you to advise you is like trying to build a mansion without blueprints. It's just not going to work. But if you get the right people to come together, you know, like the architects, designers, and contractors you need on a mansion, then the project begins to fly. It's just like that in business. Putting together a team of core advisors will help you be a great leader and access the knowledge, skill, and expertise you need to take your business from the invisible stage to the power stage. All right, so who are these advisors that you need in order to be a leader in your business? The first person you need is a business coach. Find a business coach with experience working with contractors. This is someone who understands the ins and outs of your industry and has helped contractors just like you transition from the S quadrant slavery to the B quadrant freedom. A good business coach will provide you strategies and insights for creating a B quadrant business that makes money and converts that money into a wealth generating cash flow system. Most importantly, a business coach will hold you accountable so that you do not just gather more knowledge, but actually implement the changes you know you need. A good coach will be ready with the right strategies to take your business through each of the stages until you have a business that is truly an asset that can run and grow without your daily involvement. Most of the world's top achievers from businesses to athletes have coaches and you need one too. The second advisor you need is a CPA. Get a CPA who can work hand in hand with your business coach to analyze and interpret your numbers. Their job is to help you maximize profitability and minimize tax. If you have a less than competent accountant or worse, no accountant at all, your business will suffer. The third advisor you need is an attorney. Yes, you need a lawyer, especially as you're making the transition from the S quadrant to the B quadrant. Your business is about to become a revenue producing asset that will work for you with or without your involvement, and you need to protect it. If you do not set up your business properly, one lawsuit can destroy everything that you worked so hard to create. So do not leave something as vital as this to the do-it-yourself legal forms you find on the internet. And finally, the fourth advisor you need is a financial advisor. As you begin making real money, you need a good financial advisor who can help you invest and diversify your assets to keep them as safe and as profitable as possible. Again, don't try to do this alone because one bad mistake could wipe out your entire fortune. Now with this team in place, you now have enough players on the field to allow you to win the game in your business. All right, so let's talk about a success story of Marcus. So my client Marcus owns a plumbing business. When I first began working with him, he had been running his business for six years and had built it up from the invisible stage to the chaos stage. He was in debt, he had problems with his workers, and the business was running him until he was stressed out of his mind. We started following the power model and he began using the formulas to move from one stage to the next. So in his own words, here's what he said, I've done more for my business in the past six months than I've had in the past six years. It's July and I've already had more sales this year than I did all of last year. Now that's pretty nice, especially in an economy where people said it was not possible. So just as a context, this was in 2010, you know, when the economy was really bad. Now in that period of time, he had developed a real sales team. He had doubled his office space and he had started a new division for his company. Now better yet, for the first time ever, he had accurate financials and he knew what they meant. So he could make decisions for his business when he looked at them. Now he had systems in place that could make sure his weekly cash flow was tracked and he had a marketing system as well as a business that could work without him. 
He now has a business that is truly an asset. It works without him and has value in case he ever wants to sell it. He can now make more money than ever while spending less time working and more time with his family. So let's talk about creating the business you need to deliver the lifestyle you want. Now we're nearing the end of this journey. But since we've covered a lot of information in an incredibly short period of time, I want to summarize what I've told you to be sure you understand the most critical parts. This way you can have the power in your contracting business to develop the ability to take immediate and decisive action and begin building the lifestyle that you've been dreaming about. First, I hope you realize that your mindset is more powerful than anything else. In order to create the visible rewards you're after, you have to master the invisible. That is, your thoughts, your attitudes, and your beliefs. If you've decided you can make that shift, if you really want to turn your business into a profit-pumping asset, then the next step is to take massive action. In this book, I introduced you to the seven deadly sins you're committing in your business. Mistakes you've got to eliminate if you want to be successful. So here they are one more time. So number one, stop running yourself ragged. Instead, value your time as your most precious commodity and leverage other people's efforts to free yourself up to work smarter, not harder. Number two, stop doing everything on your own. Learn to recruit and retain high-quality employees who can do the busy work for you so you can focus your attention on making more money. Number three, stop telling your customers what they need. Instead, listen to what they want and give it to them. Nothing will make you richer faster. Number four, stop worrying about the economy. Your personal economy will turn around when you start making decisions that will grow your business. And that is all you can control and all that matters anyways. Number five, stop being scared of sales. As a business owner, your top priority is sales. The faster you embrace that role, the faster you will be rich. Number six, stop throwing your money away. Take control of your profits and cash flow by learning your business metrics and acting on them. Number seven, stop resisting change. Getting through the five stages of business growth takes effort and a whole lot of learning, unlearning, and relearning of new skills. So do not be resistant to change. Gather a solid team of advisors who can help you make each transition and throw yourself into it with full force. So what I've revealed to you in this book is a goldmine. If you take what I've taught you and correct the seven deadly sins today, you no doubt will begin to see better success tomorrow. But what is wrong with getting there faster? Remember, you do not have to do this alone. In fact, you absolutely cannot do this alone. There are hundreds more shortcuts and tactics you need to know in order to explode your growth and profits. After all, no matter how well done a book is, it can only take you so far. So consider this your first glimpse into what could really become your business and your life. Proof that it really is possible to make more money than you ever dreamt possible, and faster than you ever realized. You just have to enlist the help and support of someone who's been there and done that.